For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And guess what, folks? We are bringing to you today a different concept. We've got a series that we want to present, and we're really excited about it. Um, We are going to start talking about our top five favorites. And honestly, folks, our favorites will likely range from tennis things to non-tennis things, which really, really, really (laughs) could be interesting, (laughs) right? But what we're going to do is we're going to bring these different things to you, trying to give you a little bit of variety as we're going through, you know, this, uh, the stay at home phase. And uh, we're really, really hoping that uh, it will, it will help you to fill some of your time. So yeah, uh, hopefully you will enjoy it. And um, our first actual top five that we're going to talk about are the top five siblings in tennis. Have you ever thought about that, folks? Top five tennis siblings. Bryce, come on, talk to me, bro. What are your <laughs> thoughts around the top five siblings in tennis? Well, i tell you what, Isaac. What was very surprising to me is, you know, once we made the decision that this was the episode we were going to do, when I started thinking back and doing a little research, I was like, wow, there have been quite a few siblings that you know, have been in the game of tennis and quite a few of them very successful. So um, I like our top five. Um, And one of the things I would like to do is encourage all of our listeners, if you have any thoughts about our top five, now remember, these are our favorites. So this is our opinion. Uh, You can't judge our opinion, but (laughs) (laughs) you can... Provide yours as well. Go on social media, go on our website, and and give us who you think should be in the top five or who are your five favorites. So I'm looking forward to it, Isaac. Absolutely. And one of the things, folks, we want you to know is, like Bryce said, it's our favorites. So, you know, judge us on that. Um, But at the same time, this is a collaborative list. So this is something that both Bryce and I talked about. So we agree on these top five. So what we're bringing to you is, again, something that we've collaborated on. And, uh, you know, we feel pretty good about. Right, Bryce? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But before we get into all of the detail around our top five siblings, I think it might be good to hear about some of the things that are going on in the world of tennis. And Bryce, I know that you have had your finger on the pulse in regards to kind of what things are happening and you know um, I know that there's been a good amount of activity going on so can you can you give our listeners a little bit of a preview as to kind of what's going on in the world of tennis sure I'd love to Um, so I think on our last podcast we mentioned that the All England Lawn and Tennis Association was going to be making a decision this week about the status of Wimbledon for 2020 well they made the decision and they decided to cancel it. <laughs> um, and, yep. and from what I understand, you know, this wasn't a big surprise. Um, Isaac, I think we were talking about it. It's it's much more difficult to move Wimbledon because of the grass courts. Yeah. You know, they are treated and they're manicured a certain way for a particular time of the year to be able to play on them. And they just can't willy nilly move the date to some other time. Right. Um, and I'll tell you something else that probably played a huge role in their decision to just cancel versus to postpone. I heard that the All England Lawn and Tennis Association, Wimbledon has a has an insurance policy on the tournament. Oh. And the insurance policy they have specifically covers the cancellation of the tournament in the case of a pandemic type situation so let me kind of remind folks why this is important if you remember when we had the Katrina hurricane issue down in New Orleans 
a lot of homeowners really got the short end of the stick because they had homeowners insurance, but unless they had flood insurance, mm-hmm. it really wouldn't pay out for them. Right. Well, Wimbledon actually has a clause in there for a pandemic type of scenario. Wow. So from their perspective, from a financial standpoint, they're going to be made whole by the insurance company. So I'm sure, and I know that's not the only reason to cancel, but I'm sure that really helped to make that decision a lot easier. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that you are covered uh, and, and you have to know that there are so many dollars that flow through the, 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 the flow through Wimbledon. I mean, my goodness, to be able to have that level of, of, of you know, coverage that, <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. That would make the decision a lot easier in my eyes for <laughs> sure. Right. Right. Absolutely. Wow. And, and so from a broader perspective, what the, what has happened is the ATP and the WTA came together and made a joint decision and made a joint statement that their tours, in addition to the ITF, uh, that there would be no tennis until July the 7th. And what that basically means is they have canceled the grass court season. Now, Isaac, one thing that I was really, really happy to hear was that finally the WTA and the ATP <laughs> came together and made a right. decision uh, for both tours at the same time. Yeah, that's uh, amazing, man. The fact that they finally came together on something is really, a, hopefully that's a, 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 a thing that will, they will take forward in the future as well. I'm hoping so. I'm really hoping so. So I'm not going to bash the WTA anymore <laughs> because, or at least not now, because it looks like they're trying to make some corrective actions uh, and so I appreciate that. And I'm sure the the women on the tour appreciate that as well. Right. But um, so, yeah. So now no tennis for sure all the way until um, July the 7th. And, and who knows, that date may continue to get past, uh, continue to get moved on. Um, I really do think there is a chance that there may not be any tennis in all of 2020. But we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed that conditions change so that, you know, everybody feels comfortable enough and that it's safe enough for us actually to play some tennis this year. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Got to keep our fingers crossed. But at the same time, got to stay safe and do what's right for our future. You know, just our future. I mean, we don't want to rush back into things. And then this, you know, this uh, this uh, this virus, uh, you know. Uh, catch us while we're sleeping, if you will. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, yeah. to continue the good news, both the All England Lawn and Tennis Association, or really the Lawn and Tennis Club, mm-hmm. and the U.S. Open, they have both availed their facilities uh, to assist in whatever is needed with fighting this whole coronavirus thing. So I don't know if they're going to be making uh, any kind of makeshift hospital beds there i i did hear that they were planning on using like the kitchen facilities uh to to maybe prepare food and all that kind of stuff so you know just a really good look on tennis to to take advantage of um of stepping up you know right right and 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 doing the right thing if they're not going to use those facilities for tennis or even not for tennis at this moment uh, to avail themselves uh, to help support this this, this pandemic issue, uh, that's a really good look on, on the tennis world. Absolutely, man. That's so good to hear. It's good to hear that they are, because again, you've got companies that are coming together and collaborating. And, you know, I know that, uh, yeah, there are companies that are trying to, to merge in order to, to, to do more or produce more ventilators or transforming manufacturing sites to get more masks out and just a lot of different things that companies are doing in order to, you know, really try and uh, help out those on the front line and, 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 and flatten that curve, if you will. So that's really great to hear that the, the Lawn Club and the U.S. Open are both opening their doors for that. That's incredible. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of sad to report that I know we had heard earlier that Tiago Subo Beal yep. had tested positive for the coronavirus. Well, this week we also got confirmation uh, from Patrick McEnroe 
that he also tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, you know, I, I was talking to Isaac before we recorded today, and we were just saying, you know, we give Patrick a hard time here on, <laughs> on the show. Um, but, you know, it, it's really in good fun. And, and he really um, is a significant figure in our game. I mean, I, if, if I'll just take a few minutes to rattle off some of the things that make him a very a significant person in the world of tennis. I mean, obviously he comes from one of the most popular uh, tennis families in in the U.S., uh, the McEnroe family. Uh, he did win a singles title. His singles ranking got as high as number 28 in the, wor- in the world. He has 16 doubles titles, and he got as high as number three in the world in doubles. Even won the 1989 French Open, so he has a he has a major to his name, but um, he and Luke Jensen uh, really did their thing at Stanford, and was it Luke Jensen? Yeah, I think it was Luke Jensen, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they won the NCAAs in 86 and 88. Uh, he did graduate from Stanford uh, as a poli-sci major, nice. and for 10 years, he was the captain of the Davis Cup. I think it was like 2000 to 2010 and for record that is the longest tenure that any captain has had for the u.s team uh during that time he was the captain of the 2004 olympic team and they actually took the davis cup uh in 2007 a lot of us you know if you don't remember pat as a tips player we know him as a broadcaster a commentator a tennis analyst he first started with CBS, and I remember he was with them for years, and then he moved over to his new and current home, ESPN. Mm-hmm. So, um, from Brothers on Tennis, we are wishing Patrick a speedy recovery. Uh, we know that he's a fighter. I have heard that he was feeling well. Uh, it didn't sound like he was having a big issue with the symptoms, but just the positive uh, test result just is is nerve-wracking enough right right yeah we definitely extend that out to patrick macro and his entire family because we know that that you know it definitely has its uh resounding effects not only to the individual but those around so yep patrick we are definitely thinking of you and wishing you the best um and bryce interestingly enough as we were talking about you know again doing this episode on siblings i mean they were one of the sibling pairs that we were considering and even though they didn't necessarily make our top five we we of course know how popular and 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 how uh you know how incredible john McEnroe is so you know that that sibling pair right there is 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 definitely uh yeah they're definitely a, a worthy mention if you will right i totally agree yeah. So Bryce, with that, are there any other tennis siblings that, you know, you want to talk about? Because I know we're going to talk about our top five, but there may be some others that didn't quite make our list that you that that we may want to let the listeners know we at least considered, <laughs> even right. though they didn't make our top five. <laughs> exactly. And like I said, when we were doing the research, it just I guess sometimes you don't think about it in those terms, you know, the siblings. And as I started to do my review of, of the information we looked at, mm-hmm. um, I was like, wow, there have been quite a few and, and quite a few that have been fairly successful. Um, and I'm just going to run through a couple of them here. Uh, one is Tim and Tom Gunkson. Mm-hmm. Um, if we remember, they were the Bryan brothers back in the day. Identical, right. identical twins. Uh, I think Tim was the right-handed one. Tom was the left-handed one. Uh, a lot of us knew Tim for, for being the coach of Pete Sampras, uh, yep. being with him for the first five uh, Grand Slam singles titles uh, that he won. Yeah. Um, so you have them. You have bringing in a little more current. We have both Sasha and Misha Zarev. Right. And, you know, we know that Sasha has been a little more successful with the singles. Um, he has he's been as high as number three in the rankings. Uh, and his brother, Misha, has been around, has, has had some good results here and there. Right. Um, we have 
Ryan and Christian Harrison. Now, let me tell you what. I was originally hyped for these guys because they come from my hometown, Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> right. But, you know, they ain't really done much. Uh, <laughs> so, but I, want, I will tell you this, Isaac, and I know uh, you remember this. Yes. Ryan does have a 2017 French Open doubles title. That's right. That's right. And all I remember from that match is the saltiness <laughs> from Donald Young, who was his opponent in the finals. Yep. I, do, do you remember that handshake at the end? Yeah, I do. I do. It was uh, definitely not the friendliest. Uh. I don't know if Donald Young and Ryan Harrison had some beef or if he was just like, here's a younger American taking probably the best opportunity I'll ever have to have a Grand Slam title. But Donald's last name might as well have been Morton because he was salty. Yes, I, I remember that very distinctively. And yeah, he was not a happy camper whatsoever. And most Americans are pretty, you know, pretty cool with one another. But yeah, you could tell there was there's something there. There's some beef there. That's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, of course, we know about the identical twins of Carolina and sorry, Carolina and Christina Pliskova. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, once again, here's another example of why these type of siblings didn't make our top five because although Carolina has, or is it Carolina or Carolina? It's Carolina, but that's it's okay. Carolina. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to make sure I get her name right. Yeah. Um, put some respect on her name. <laughs> um, Car Carolina, we know she's done really well in singles. I mean, she's been number one in the world. Oh yeah. Uh, 16 singles titles, five doubles titles. And, uh, and Christina um, has one of the biggest serves. On the women's right. tour. Right, right. Yeah, I don't think Christina has embraced her leftiness enough. And, um, <laughs> you know, because she, yeah, because, I mean, she's got the big serve. And, mm -hmm. and, and, I mean, she's really got a great game. I just think that this might be one of those times where it may be a little bit on the mental side. Because Carolina can play. I mean, she steps up. And, mind you, she is probably one of the greatest active players right now that has not won a Grand Slam. But still, she's right up there at the top. And, and she, she likely will, you know, cross that barrier at some point. But, yeah, Christina, in my opinion, has uh, is definitely underperforming. Because, like I said, she's a lefty. Come on, use that leftiness. Go talk right. to Martina Navratilova. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, just kind of covering the people I've talked about thus far, you know, Tim and Tom didn't make our top five because they were just primarily doubles. They, right. they really didn't have any real singles results to speak of. Ryan and Christian ain't really had nothing. Harrison didn't <laughs> right. really have nothing anyway. Right. Um, Carolina, <laughs> I mean, like Isaac was saying, she did her part, but Christina hasn't really held up her side of the bargain. We also had, if you remember, during the rock and roll tennis days when – Andre Agassi was really blazing it out there. We had Luke and Murphy Jensen. That's right. And uh, I remember I used to be really just kind of fascinated with Luke Jensen because he was ambidextrous. Mm, so you yep. would see him, you know, change which hands he would serve with. But uh, that still basically just kept them as doubles players. Um, and But, you know, they were also an example of tennis players who maybe didn't have the brightest tennis careers, but both transitioned into tennis media right? pretty well. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, was, is it Murphy? I, I just remember one of them, it was just really a big part of the tennis channel becoming, you know, as Murphy. big as it is. It, Murphy, yeah, because he had his yep. own show and he right. was doing player interviews. I mean, I used to see Murphy all the time on the tennis channel. I'm not sure what happened with that relationship or what have you, but I feel like he is due a lot as it relates to the growth of the tennis channel itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and then just one more I, I want to mention, and that is you have to know Aggie and Ursula Wawanska. And I think and I think Aggie is kind of similar to what you said about Carolina. Now, Aggie 
only got up to number two in the world. She didn't get to number one. But I have definitely heard some people say that they think she's one of the best players to have played and never won a, a Grand Slam singles title. Absolutely. I completely agree with that because she was so very close at that one Wimbledon final that she played. And I think she was actually, wasn't she supposed to win that one? I forget who she lost to. Yeah, I forgot. Because didn't she play, she played Serena one time, right? Didn't she play yeah. Serena? And, well, she, she sure wasn't supposed to win that she, one. Yeah, she wasn't win that one. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, she was close, though. She was extremely close. Right. Yeah. Now, now, there are a couple that you may think, well, I haven't heard about this family yet. One, we just mentioned the Macaroons. You had John and you have Patrick. But just to be, you know, keep it completely funky, you know, <laughs> John really held up that name. To me, oh, yeah. pa- Patrick made more of a name for himself in his post-tennis playing career. Right, right. Um, so Patrick kind of kept him out of the top five. I know Patrick, you're sick and all, I'm still throwing shade on you, but, you know, <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and yes. then, you would think about Chris Everett and her sister Jean. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, and obviously, the name that everybody remembers is Chris. Um, but you know, Jean, uh, unfortunately, um, she passed just this past February. I think it was. Oh, I didn't she know was, that. Yeah, she was only sixty-two years old, and um, but. Once again, like the Macaros, since Chris basically kind of held up that name, um, that's why they didn't make it into our top five. Right, right. So, now one more thing. Before we we get to the top five, we're still building this up. Isaac and I thought that there were three families that they just missed being in our top five. And so we want to kind of put them in our, what we call honorable mention category. Uh, Just because they didn't make the top five, but you know what, if it wasn't for one or two things, they probably should have. And the first family I'm going to start with of the three are the Sanchez's. And if you'll remember, there were two brothers and two sisters. The brothers were Emilio, Javier, and the sisters were... Marissa and Arancha Sanchez Vicario. Mm-hmm. Bumblebee. The Bumblebee, absolutely. <laughs> and and I'm and, and this was a very hard one for us because if you just took the stats of Arancha and Emilio, you know, Arancha won five Fed Cups, was number one in the world, four singles Grand Slam titles, six doubles Grand Slam titles four mixed doubles uh, Grand Slam titles. Emilio was number one in the world in doubles, got up to number seven in singles, so he was top ten. He has um, three Grand Slam doubles titles. He has two Grand Slam mixed doubles titles. He won the Davis Cup in, what, 1987. He uh, what else? I think he had a singles, doubles. Um, what was it? No, he had a a silver medal in doubles in the nineteen eighty eight game. Okay. So if you look at those two, you're like, wow, Arancha <laughs> and and Emilio. Of course, they should be in the top five. But we're looking at the whole family. That's right. That's right. And Javier, he didn't really have much Grand Slam. Uh, success really uh no titles uh but he did make it up to number 23 in the singles ranking and it made it up to number nine in the doubles ranking because he won like 26 doubles titles nice uh so he wasn't so so bad but marissa (laughs) i have a feeling like marissa was the one at the house that was like it's like everything got to be about tennis. <laughs> right. <laughs> do we really have to talk about this again? <laughs> right. Yeah. She didn't do much outside of the ITF circuit. So, mm. you know, Marissa kind of kept him out of the top five. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of tough. But at the same time, hey, 
you know, Arancha, Emilio, they did their thing. Javier, you know. So, yeah, you know, even though you don't make the top five, like like Bryce said, you get the honorable mention, which Thanks. is, you know, it's good. It's good. Now, I know a family, Isaac, that you thought might would have been in the top five when we first started talking. Uh, the Black family. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about them? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you had Wayne Black, you had Kara Black, you had Byron Black. I mean, they were... You know, the blacks. I mean, anytime you were talking about doubles, there was always mm-hmm. like a black somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, right? It really does. But I mean, they, they seriously were. I mean, I just remember Kara Black just being all over the place and what an outstanding doubles player she was. She got to number one in the world, one just countless uh, titles and Grand Slam titles. So, mm-hmm. you know, Kara's on the list there. And, and you know, and, and same with Wayne and Byron. I mean, I believe, was it Byron and Kara, Kara made number one in doubles, right? Correct, right, exactly. Yeah, and then, but Wayne, Wayne did not, but he was pretty close. Yeah, number four. Number four, there you go, right. there you go. So, I mean, they, so for the most part, they were up and around that top echelon, if you will, of uh, in the doubles play, and um, and so you you can't hate on that. I mean, that's just you know incredible for one family to really have that level of of, of tennis IQ and mm-hmm. the, and those players to be you know constantly just in and around the top and playing for grand slams and and mixed doubles titles. So so that family for me, yeah, the the blacks were the blacks had it going on. That, Bryce, anything from your standpoint as it relates to the blacks? No, just. That, you know, they're exactly what you said they were. They were beasts in, in the world of doubles. I mean, Kara won 60 doubles titles. Hmm. She, she won five Grand Slam doubles titles, and she won five uh, Grand Slam mixed doubles titles. Um, and then you had, like you said, her and Byron were both number one. And even Wayne, who only got to number four, listen to me, only number four. <laughs> um, he ended up with two Grand Slam doubles titles and two... Uh, Grand Slam mixed doubles titles. So they, we were really thinking that they may have made it in, but they just, I think the people we have in a top five are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, (laughs) now there's one more that we have in the honorable mention. And this one's kind of uh, personal for me because these were two brothers. When I first started watching tennis, that um, I love to watch, and and they are Sandy and Gene Mayer. Um, I was fascinated by Gene Mayer because he was the first player that I ever saw hit the ball with two hands on both sides. So this is before Monica Sellers. This is before Byron Black. This is before Jan Michael Gamble. This is before uh, I don't know who else did it, but Gene was the first person that I saw do it, and. I just want you for a second to listen to these stats of these two brothers. Brothers. So Sandy, his high rank in singles was seven, and his high rank in doubles was three. Gene, his high rank in singles was four, his high rank in doubles was five. They both won two Grand Slam doubles titles, and they actually won the 1979 French Open doubles t- title together. Um, how many families, you know, and we're already looking at the best of the best, had two siblings that both made it in the top 10 of both singles and doubles. And they weren't even really each other's doubles partners hardly ever. Wow. That's incredible. Right. So, um Actually, I had recommended that they be in the top five, but we had forgotten about one family. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they came in and was like, get thee behind me, uh, mayors. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to bump y'all to the honorable mention. <laughs> exactly. It's like, scooch, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Isaac. That is awesome. Let's jump into the top five and, and, and get us going on number five. Number five for us out of our top five favorites are yeah. the Bryan brothers. That's right. That's right. The Bryan brothers planning to retire at the end of this year. 
even with the modified schedule, even with the Olympics in Wimbledon pushing into 2021, which is pretty sad because I honestly, Bryce, was hoping that they were going to be one of, one of the you know folks who initially announced their retirement to say, eh, we'll hang on a little bit. We'll hang on till that 2021 to do some things. But no, they actually came out and said, uh, no, we, we good. <laughs> right. We good. We good. But yeah, man, I mean, Bryce, those Bryan brothers, I mean, I mean, first of all, they, I mean, to to just say they brought visibility to doubles is just an understatement. I mean, right. they they put it on the map. I mean, mind you, I know that we've had some great doubles pairings in the past, and we talked about John McEnroe. Basically, that John McEnroe and anybody else makes a successful doubles team. Right. But I mean, with the Bryan brothers, man, they just took it to a whole nother level. I mean, their popularity in the sport. It's just, it was just outstanding. And I mean, you know, the, all the chest bumps. And I mean, these guys are incredible. I mean, they've got 16 plus Grand Slam titles. Um, of course, Mike has a couple more because he, he, he pulled a couple with Jack Sock when, uh, <laughs> when Bob was laid up. And so, you know, when, uh, you know, Jack, Jack came to the rescue and they put two more on their tally. But I mean, to have 16 and 18 Grand Slam titles and, you know, finished year in number one, who knows how many times. I, I don't yeah. even know how many times they finished number one in the world. But, I mean, Bryce, the Bryan brothers are just straight up legit. I mean, they are incredible. And, I mean, and, and not only just the Bryans, but then you talk about Wayne Bryan, the father, who was very big in the commentary area, did a, did a lot, you know, there. And, 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 and so their whole family is about tennis. And they're right up the road. I mean, they're right in uh, Camarillo, I believe, Cal Camarillo, California, which is right uh, between Oxnard and L.A., um, or Santa Barbara and L.A., I should say. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, there is, there's just so much that you can say about, uh, the Bryans. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just incredible. They've got mixed doubles titles. It, it just, you've got gold medals. I mean, come on. It's like, they're incredible. Right. They're, they're incredible. Well, and, and they have been called the best men's doubles team of all time. I mean, yeah. Bob has a total of 119 doubles titles. And like you said, Mike has a few more at 124 mm -hmm. um, when Bob was injured and, and couldn't play. Um, and, and the Olympics, they, yep. they won a bronze in doubles and they won the gold in doubles in 2012, I believe. Yep. And yep. that same year, I think Mike in 2012, he won the mixed doubles uh, oh, gold. Okay. Yeah, he won yep. the mixed doubles gold. So uh, Bob has seven mixed doubles Grand Slam titles, and mm -hmm. uh, Mike has uh, four. So it's, I tell you what, uh, one of the best things that they probably ever did was very, very early in their career, they made the decision that they were going to be a doubles team. They really weren't going to mess around with the whole singles game. They knew that re <laughs> that really wasn't where their bread was buttered. Right. And, and, and you know, you know, it, that's a very mature decision mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. to, to make. And uh, I tell you what, they have had probably a far better career as strictly – well, they're going down as history right now. It's the best double. There is no question about go, go, doubles team right now like there is a singles. Right. That's exactly right. There was even talk about them being added to like the top 100 greatest tennis players of all time, because, you know, Tennis Channel was running that series all last week. And, you know, just given the fact that the Bryans have won, like we said, 16 slash 18 Grand Slam titles as a pairing, that definitely puts them in that top tier, if you will, of greatest of all time, for sure. Mm -hmm. But definitely doubles, like you said. Absolutely. So the yeah. Bryan brothers, Bob and Mike Bryan. Number five on our list of five favorite siblings. I am going to very quickly give some shade to the Bryans because I oh. think I told you this story a long time ago. Okay. But remember, I used to sing the national anthem at the <gasps> UCLA <Yeah>. tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to, so folks, if you're listening, I used to sing the national anthem at the, at the tournament in UCLA. It was like the BMW Open or something like that. Uh, anyway, we, we, we did at UCLA. Long story short is I sang four years straight at the finals. I was supposed to sing for my fifth year in a row, and I was so excited about doing five years in a row, just a personal milestone. 
Well, at the same time, apparently the Bryan brothers were working on winning their 100th title and they were in the draw and they made it to the finals. So, of course, they then asked one of their American Idol friends to come and sing the national anthem. So I got bumped. Um, yes, yeah, so I still have a little sprinkle of saltiness <laughs> <laughs> with them on that. But they did actually win their 100th uh, title at uh, UCLA, so I, I can't hate on them too much. But yeah, they broke my streak, man. So. Oh, and, <laughs> hey, and if you're going to break somebody's streak, that was for a good reason. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to number four on our list. Yes. And yes. once again, it's another pair of brothers. Mm-hmm. And they are the Murray brothers, Andy and Jamie Murray. Yes, sir. Now, the reason why Andy and Jamie made the list mm-hmm. is because they have both represented and their their strengths. Yeah, yeah. Andy, <laughs> Andy made the big three, the big four. That's right. That's right. Yes, he did. You know, Andy is the only player in history to win two gold medals in singles. At the Olympics. That's right. Uh, Andy has three Grand Slam titles. And, I mean, we can't just say he has three Grand Slam titles. He has two Wimbledon titles. And if you know anything about tennis, England went through a huge drought in terms of having a champion at Wimbledon. And poor Tim Hinman. I'm surprised they didn't send him to the loony bin. But... (laughs) Right. Andy broke that streak, and that it was like what a seventy-seven or seventy-five-year-old uh, streak. Yeah, I think it was uh, Fred Perry, right? Fred Perry, exactly. Yep. Yep. Now, while Andy was doing his thing in singles, where he reached a career high of number one, and this is while Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer are playing. Right. Okay. Yep. His brother was representing in the doubles court. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hit number one. And doubles, and you know he has what is it five mixed doubles Grand Slam titles and two uh, Grand Slam doubles titles, uh, and actually of his five mixed doubles Grand Slam titles, he's won the last three years at the U.S. Open with Bethany Maddox Sam, so mm-hmm. they've won three years in a row, and and to put on top of all that, in two thousand and fifteen. Together as brothers, they brought home the the Davis Cup. Yep, yep. For Great Britain. <laughs> so, right. I mean, just the magnitude of the accomplishments of both of these guys, you just can't deny. Right, Isaac? Abs- you just can't. You can't. And you got to give some shine to Judy Murray. That's the mama. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she has done her thing. She's been in and around tennis, you know, for, in Britain for just ages and not only helping her sons, but helping other players as well. So, I mean, that family is just immersed in, in tennis and they have done some incredible things. So they most definitely deserve to be on our list of top five. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations, Andy and Jamie. And let's move on to number three. Yes, sir. Now, number three for me personally, this family I feel is one of the most underrated sibling um, or families in the game of tennis. When we talk mm-hmm. their results, you know, first I'm going to say their names, and some of y'all are going to be like, who that is? <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> who your mama is, you know. <laughs> but when we talk the numbers, you're going to understand why they had to be in our top five. And right. that is the three Maleva sisters. That's right. Manuela, Katarina, and Magdalena. And Magdalena, you may know her better as Maggie uh, Maleva. But this singular accomplishment is what, for me, got them a spot in the top five. There are several times that all three of them were in the top ten. Manuela hit a career high of number three. Katarina hit a career high of number six. And Magdalena hit a career high of number four. 
So there were several times that that family was 30% of the top <laughs> 10 player, women players in the world. Think about that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's insane. That it's is crazy. insane. I mean, Manuela won 19 singles titles. Katarina won 11 singles titles. Maggie won 10 singles titles. Crazy. Crazy. And wait, wait a minute. And it gets even better. Not only were all three of them in a the top 10 in singles, and sometimes at the same time, right? all three of them hit the top 25 in doubles. Manuela was 11, Maggie was 13, and Katarina brought up the rear with number 24. And collectively, they won 11 doubles titles. And wow. Manuela won, um, I think she won a bronze. I can't remember. But I think she won a bronze in 1984 in mixed doubles with uh, Tom Gullickson. So, okay. I mean, you give me another family that has had three members in the top 10 at any time, at any time, any let, time. let alone at the same time. Crazy. What do you think, Isaac? <laughs> man, listen, I, I, I have to 100% agree with you, man. Those Maleva sisters, I mean, to me, they are very much underappreciated as far as the results that they produced. Um, like I said, the stat just speaks for itself to have three sisters in the top 10 all at the same time. That, that is amazing. I don't know that that's something that you'll probably see happen, uh, at least not in the near future. That's for darn sure. Um, but yeah, the great, incredible accomplishments, um, both on the singles and double side. So yeah, I mean, it's just in my eyes, it's an obvious pick that they are in the top five. Uh, siblings, because that's just crazy, Bryce. It's crazy. Right. And obviously, you know, the, the elephant in the room on this family is that none of the three reached number one. Right. Now, granted, this was during a time where you still had Martina and Chris Everett and Steffi Graf. And I mean, you had some beasts, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, during this period. Right. Um, so number one and two was kind of locked up. So that was a good result for Manuela to get to number three. Um, but also they didn't snag uh, any. Well, no, 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 no. Manuela did. I'm sorry. I said something wrong. She did not okay. win uh, a, a medal. What she did win was a mixed doubles title with Tom Gullickson at the U.S. Open in 1984. Okay. That, well, no, she she did get a bronze, though. She got a bronze in the Olympics in 1988. So no, oh, and, right. oh, in 88. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right, mm -hmm. good. So, no, you're good. You're good. Now, <laughs> we got you. Now, the thing is, you know, that was the only Grand Slam title that they had amongst the three. Right. So I think the lack of the Grand Slam titles and, and nobody hitting number one on the, the singles or the doubles probably keeps them out of a lot of conversations. But I tell you what, if you go to almost any family and you tell them, you know what, let me take three of your kids, they won't hit number one, They'll probably just have one Grand Slam doubles title, but they'll spend their career in and around the top 10 in mm -hmm. singles and in and around the top 25 in doubles. <laughs> would, how, many, how many parents do you think would take that? Oh, yeah. I think a lot of them would take that. I don't think Richard Williams would, but I think a lot of <laughs> other parents would. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say 99.5% of other parents most definitely would take that. <laughs> yeah, Richard would be like, get that noise out of here. I know, get that out of here. What you talking about? We one and two. Didn't you hear, didn't, didn't you hear we just skipping the whole junior circuit? <laughs> right? We're not playing around. <laughs> All right. So <sighs> let's move on to number two on the list. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, this set of siblings, mm -hmm. they've definitely done something that no other siblings have ever done. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about, and I don't know how you say the last names, but the last names are kind of different the way they do it. But we're talking about Marat Safin and Danara Safina. That's right. 
the thing that they accomplished is Marat hit number one on the ATP tour. Denera hit number one on the WTA tour. That's right. That's Only right. two siblings to top both of the tours. Mm-hmm. Now, with Marat, I think he had what? He had two Grand Slam titles. He had the uh, U.S. Open in 2000 and the Australian Open in 2005. Um, but he had 15 singles titles. Denara had um, 12 singles titles. She didn't hit pay dirt uh, with any of the Grand Slam uh, titles, which yeah, also close. she did. But what also puts her in a very special category because there are only what like a hand a handful of players. Uh, on the women's side and really on the men's side, that have hit number one without winning a major. Right, right. Uh, we were talking earlier about um, that, uh, what's her name, Carolina Pliskova. Mm-hmm. She's in that group of hitting number one without a major. But something else that I want to call out is not only did Marat and Denara both hit number one on their tours, Marat won two Davis Cups and Denara won a Fed Cup. Yep, yep. Got you. Got to appreciate that, man. Playing for your country—that's that's good stuff. <laughs> so to have two siblings, and especially on the men's tour and the women's tour, to reach the pinnacle. Once again, who else can say that? Especially when you're talking, you're talking about the two different tours. Exactly. Yeah. Has there? Yeah. I don't think that you've. That, again, that's why they make our top five. The fact that they were able to do that on both sides, uh, you know, both tours, and and really, you know, just just forge their own way um, um, is, is it, it was just extremely impressive. You could tell that Denara was really, you know, trying to live up to Marat. I mean, she she you know she looked up to her older brother, and she was really doing her best to try and you know, just make him proud and, 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 and do, you know, all that she could. And, and Murad just was a beast. I mean, he, yeah. just, I mean, honestly, to me, I feel like Denara was the one that kind of over, um, Achieve. performed, overachieved. Thank you. That's the right word. Overachieved. And I feel like Murad underachieved mm-hmm. because he, like I said, he was a beast. And if he were, he was focused. Oh yeah. He, he, in my opinion, could have had double digit slam numbers. Um, if he wanted that, but that wasn't what he wanted. You know, he was playboy doing his thing, <laughs> right. you know, and yeah, Hey, we got to respect the game. You know, don't hate the player, hate the game. So there go you go. do it. <laughs> um, but, but still he did enough to make our list. So <laughs> <laughs> and make number two. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So no, yeah, you got to give those two a lot of love. So I think I know this is going to be really difficult, hmm. but do you think people, Kind of know who our number one. I tell you what, if they don't know our number one, then they really have not been listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave you a hint just a couple minutes ago because what the parent would not be happy with just being hovering around the top ten. No, no, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Uh, get that out of here. <laughs> and number one. Without a doubt, not hmm. second place is so far behind number one. <laughs> it's just it should be a whole different list. <laughs> exactly. They are the queens. Yes. Miss Venus and Serena Williams. I, I just need to I need to give a hand clap. Just give, give a, a clap. clap. Just give a hand clap because I Bryce, we I could literally take the the next couple hours if <laughs> talking about me this is for, we won't do that folks don't you dare tune out on us don't you do it we won't take that long but i mean bryce come on man i mean they are our queens and it would be ridiculous for anybody else to even try to contend for the number one spot i mean what they have done in tennis it, it, you can't even you talk about the stuff outside of tennis that they did just the impact that they've had but what they have done inside the lines Come on, man! It's 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 insane. Go ahead, go ahead, and I, you know, I'll let you kind of give the all their wonderful stats because okay. it's incredible, right. incredible. So listen to these stats, and I'm sure some of you already know these, but just to hear them again, I, you know, we always say, "Oh, this will never happen again," and and each generation tends to have, uh, ten, tends to one up the last generation. I mean, one of the things that I love is how much they adored Pete Sampras and him breaking that uh, hitting number 14 in terms of Grand Slam titles. 
Yep. And Djokovic Nadal and and Roger were like, <laughs> we are not impressed. No, not at all. In fact, <laughs> we are not impressed. We gonna hurry up and get past you, and then have this whole different party going on over here. Right. <laughs> But I think I actually believe it with Venus and Serena. I don't know if we will ever see this again. Listen to the stats. They both have been number one in women's singles and doubles. Mm. All right? Mm. Serena has won a total of 73 singles titles. Venus has won 49. Mm-hmm. They both have won 22 or 23 uh, doubles titles. Okay. Um, they have won in terms of the Grand Slams. Serena has 23, and we know that for sure because we're following her trying to get to this 24. But, right. but she has more than anybody else in the open air. Venus has seven, which, you know, it seems like it pales in comparison to the 23. But when you match her up against all the rest of the women. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There are a whole bunch of people that wish they had seven. <laughs> so enough. <laughs> uh, they are undefeated hmm. in Grand Slam doubles titles, right? And when they make yep. it to the finals, they've won 14. <laughs> so ridiculous. I mean, just think about that right there, folks. When they get to the doubles final, they win. Just, I mean, that's it. They Four- win. 14. 14 and 14, folks. Now, Grand Slam doubles. Women's and, doubles. And remember, we said, we're said we saying the Bryan brothers are the greatest men's doubles team ever with like 16. Mm-hmm. Venus and Serena <laughs> have 14. <laughs> All right. So, and then, wait a minute. A lot of people don't know this fact. The Williams sisters swept the 1998 Grand Slam mixed doubles titles mm. because that year... Venus won the Australian Open and the and the uh, French Open mixed doubles titles with Justin Gimmelstab. Mm-hmm. Actually, in the French Open, they beat Serena wow. and her partner. I think it was Lobo. And then Serena came behind there and with Max Mirny that same year won Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. Crazy. She traded him in. Traded up. My boy Max Mirny. Right. So they each have two... Mixed doubles Grand Slam titles. Nobody else got up on there in 1998 from the women's side. Um, and then they they both won Fed Cup. Uh, they both have one gold medal in singles, three mm-hmm. three gold medals in doubles, and Venus has a silver medal in mixed doubles. It should be a gold. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't forgiven Ram for just. <laughs> All right, let me let me get off of that because I, I'm gonna be in a whole mood over that. Uh, but anyway, Venus has the additional silver uh, tarnishing her gold medals uh, up there because Rajiv Ram can't can't handle the moment. Anyway, hey, it was against Bethany and Jack Sock, so you know that's that's a pretty rough team right there. But I agree with you though. Rajiv Ram couldn't handle the agree. moment. Yeah, he couldn't he handle didn't. the moment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if Venus could just play with somebody else from another country. Anyway, so, I mean, you know, and, and, and the thing that we love about this story, or at least I do, and I'm sure Isaac does. Oh, yeah. Richard Williams told y'all what was going to happen. <laughs> On the board. On to- the whiteboard. <laughs> told y'all what was going to happen. And, and even told you how he was going to do it. And, yeah. and all... I'm calling them all out. Tracy Austin, Chris Everett, Patrick McEnroe, all those commentators. I'm sorry, Pat, no, you said. But, you know, oh, what is he doing to those girls? They're not playing the junior circuit. Oh, they're not going to know how to compete. Oh, this and that. What? They're only playing so many tournaments a year. They're not getting enough tournaments in. Oh, he has them doing all these other things. They're not focusing enough on tennis. They're going to be out of the game before anybody else. You know, hmm. Hmm. they were completely wrong on all of that. All accounts. All, all of them. And Richard was absolutely right. Matter of fact, I think they've done better than even Richard thought. Richard just Richard knew they were going to do really well, but I know he was like, damn, really? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> remember, he was 
he was predicting them to be out of the game in like their mid twenties. Remember that? Yeah. Remember he was like, "No, nope, they're gonna be gone. They they, they gonna make their mark and then they're gonna be out." But they actually, like I said, uh, Serena's what thirty eight, Venus is thirty nine. Yeah. So uh huh, and and like I said, it still looks like you know Serena is at the top of the game still, mm-hmm. and you know, and hell, like I said, she's trying to add that tally. So, man, just, and uh, and let's not forget. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. while they were calling King Richard crazy, <laughs> when everybody was all sweating Venus, yep. he was like, I'm telling y'all, the younger <laughs> sister is, is, is going to be way better. And, <laughs> and people were like, now that's a daddy talking right there. That's a daddy talking up his baby girl. Venus uh-huh. is live. Ain't no way Serena going to come. What? Hmm. Huh? He, and you know why he said? He said because she mean. She mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was, exactly. look, He told the truth, Bryce. He simply got out there and was like, "Look, I'm letting y'all know right now. I love my baby Venus, but I'm telling you right now, this Serena ain't no joke. Why? Because she mean. She got that fire, mm-hmm. and that's what that is. And it, 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 like I said, everything. Oh my goodness! Talk about Hall of Fame. I, of course, we know Venus and Serena will get there, but Richard better get into the Hall. Oh, of Fame. he will. It, 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 better. They, they, they have to. You they have, have to. to. Him and him and Orosine have to be put in. in they have to because it's just what that family has done transformed tennis. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't say it any other way. They transformed the game of tennis. It's incredible. Right, right. So if you feel like we are wrong at having Venus and Serena be at number one on our list. Please send us a message so we can so we can get that back with you. So we can get with you, right? Because <laughs> listen, I would that love would be an argument. Yes. you will not win. You will win. I'm telling you. That's not, listen. <laughs> So, so just to recap, (laughs) our top five, number one, Venus and Serena Williams. Number two, Marat Safin and Dinara Safina. Number three, Manuela Maleva, Katarina Maleva, and Magdalena Maleva. Number four, Andy Murray and Jamie Murray. And wrapping up our top five favorite siblings, Bob and Mike Bryan. Boom, boom, boom. There you have it, folks. Top five. Once again, if you disagree, you feel they should be placed in a different order. If you think there are others that should be in the top five, go and let us know. Go to our website, go to our Instagram, what have you. We would love to hear from you and continue this debate. But Bryce, there is one thing that I want to share with the folks, and that is we are actually going to be kicking off a promotion. Hey, something we have not done. Woo! Yes. So, you know, I don't know if folks know this or not, but we got some merch. You can see some photos that we got on our website. Um, But yeah, we've got a promotion that we want to kick off and and Bryce is going to share some of the details. But we're hoping that this is something, once again, that while folks are staying home, they can kind of partake in and they can uh, enjoy some of our episodes and, and hopefully get entered into a drawing to win some of our merch. But with that, I will transfer it over to Bryce to give you some of those details. All right. So what we're going to do, and we're going to try to make this really simple for you. To enter into the contest, we're going to be giving away uh, Brother Zone Tennis baseball caps. And uh, like Isaac said, we, I think we have pictures on our website, but I'm also going to put a picture on Instagram. This is an Instagram contest. So what do you need to do to enter? Well, it's very simple. All we need for you to do is to share our Brothers on Tennis page with a friend or family member of yours and tell them to follow us. Once they have followed us, have them send us a direct message on Instagram with your username and we will enter both you and the person you recommended or or had to follow us into the competition, into the contest. So once again, to share our page with a friend or a family member, have them follow us, and then have them send us a direct message with your username to enter both of you into 
the contest. There you have it. Folks, I'm trying to tell you, this merch, you want a hat. You really do. <laughs> and Isaac got the mesh hats, too. I don't even have a mesh hat. He didn't tighten me up with one. He gave me one of those construction worker, like, painter hats. Got me out here looking all crazy. <laughs> you know. I'm going to enter the contest because I'm trying to get up on one of those mesh hats. Right? B, I'm real sorry, bro. I, you know, I, 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 I owe you a hat, most definitely. Because, listen, folks, you know, brother you know, brother Isaac got a big old head, so I had to get the mesh because it, it, it's elastic. It stretched a little bit more, right? And I got him the regular hat, thinking that'd be okay. But no, he kind of he kind of gravitated to that mesh hat a little bit. So, anyway, <laughs> you want a hat is what I'm trying to tell you. So, do exactly what Brother Bryce said, man. Let's find these folks and, and let's get them signed up, get them to follow us, Brothers on Tennis. You know what we're about. And uh, yeah, yeah, let's get in this contest. This actually should be really, really fun, folks. So hopefully you will be encouraged to play along. And Isaac, I just noticed we hit an hour. (laughs) (laughs) That we did. (laughs) Oh, So we have talked these poor listeners' ears off. Um, We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. But hey, like Isaac was saying earlier, we're going to try to do one of these list episodes, you know, during the stay-at-home period, you know, a couple of times a week. So if you have any suggestions for a list that you would like to see Isaac and I do our top five favorites on, shoot us a message on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, go to our website, send us an email, uh, let us know. We'd be happy to do that for you. So with that, we're going to sign off. This is your boy, Bryce. This is your boy, Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Really stay safe, everyone. Take care.